0: Just before we start the podcast, I just wanted to send my condolences to the families of the two people that died at the uh, terrorist attack yesterday in London, and also my best wishes for those people who were injured and still in the hospital. I also want to thank the emergency services and the general public for their swift response uh, to uh, to end the situation as, as as quickly as possible. And I think we need to ask that those people who have been affected by this. Uh, get the necessary support they need and that everyone who's been involved is in our prayers at this moment in time whether you're faith or no faith uh, that we send our best wishes to those who have been traumatized by such an event. number 005 Glorious Leader following on a little bit from our previous sort of podcast where we talked about the bias in the media and what have you I just wanted to uh, sort of expand a little bit on this about what we've seen in the BBC of late in the past few days in which they've really sort of geared up their, um, their bias against Jeremy Corbyn and even the other parties as well they seem to be gone, gone all out in, in trying to enable Boris Johnson and a victory for the Conservative Party, especially with Nick Robinson and Laura Coonsberg, the two main people at the BBC that seem to be enjoying this uh, this election more than anybody else, with regards to sort of making, in a sense of support to, or shall we say, not actually. Saying what they saying, what they actually what's actually happened, but spinning it uh, for the Conservative Party, and it got me thinking about how this could be viewed. Um, if this was a country in Asia or some country we didn't like, for instance, we'd be all over this. The the media, TV would be saying. How! What a disgrace! Just look at how, how there's no democracy in that country. and Look at the state uh, TV service and state media—they're uh, disgrace. They're not democratic at all. And we look at how the BBC and the newspapers have behaved last week or so, and it is just like a despotic country, a despotic regime. For instance, who's? Hell bent on clinging on to power, you know, by their fingernails, sort of thing, and um, and doing everything they can in order to do so. And it got me thinking about how things are presented on the news. And um, I'm I'm waiting for some talking head because I don't consider them to be journalists. This, these talking heads on um, on the news and News 24 and what have you, I'm expecting to come out saying. Kim Jong-Johnson, our glorious leader, visited a hospital today and was clapped by all present. And In fact, we all know that Boris Johnson, for instance, went to Adam Bucks Hospital a couple of weeks ago and families were absolutely appalled about him being there. They were tame him how what a disgraceful way that they have been treating the NHS and, of course, that was not reported by the BBC We have an election debate on the BBC. And as I've said previously, the laughter track was cut out of that by the BBC. And then it's an excuse. Oh, it's editing. We didn't have enough time. Well, you could have chopped a little bit off at the end, not the beginning. This just goes to show about the way in which people are perceiving the BBC as best described as a state broadcaster someone you would expect from, you know, some dodgy country in Asia or whatever, um, rather than a public broadcaster, and a public broadcaster should be the major difference, where the public broadcaster is there to represent the people against the power of the state. Whereas the BBC at the moment are representing the state against the people. And... That's the biggest factor in people saying that about the BBC being biased. The people will love the BBC for a, a variety of reasons, whether it's the, the entertainment channels, whether it's the radio and local radio, and national radio. They love them for that. But there's a group of individuals within the BBC that are actually bringing it down under its knees because it has gone all out to try and retain this government in power. It's been in power for nine years. It is an absolute disaster in many ways. We've had had, uh, conservative politicians going out there trying to make 50,000 nurses, make it out there's 50,000 new nurses going into the NHS when there's only 31, and trying to count 19,000 people that are there as the 50,000. I mean, it's an absolute disgrace. I mean, it's stupid anyway. It shows the level of intelligence you've got there. But it's also frightening that they would actually twist the figures that much to try and con people into believing that they're actually increasing things. And it's like, and it's like the um, recent scandal about police numbers. Over 21,000 police were sacked when David Cameron came to power in 2010 with... Nick Clegg of the Lib Dems as his deputy uh, prime minister. So 21,000 police were sacked. 6,500 of PCSO officers were sacked as well. We now have Boris Johnson saying that he will increase the police numbers by 20,000. Well, he's not increasing the police numbers because he's not even bringing them back to to parity. He's saying 20,000 and actually they need just over 21,000 to bring it back to how it was before. Now, if he had said we're gonna bring we're gonna increase the numbers, we're gonna bring twenty five thousand police officers employ you know, employ twenty five thousand police officers, then you can say it's increasing the numbers, but they're not. And they're not counting the six and a half thousand or so PCSOs as well. In those figures. So there's lie upon lie upon lie upon uh, disinformation and distraction techniques being used by Conservative government and the Conservative Party to try and basically try and trick us into voting for them again. Don't be tricked by the false promises and the false accounting and the barefaced lies that are coming from this government and from its supporters and from the BBC, unfortunately. And this is the saddest thing about this, is that the BBC has now become an arm of the government rather than represented the people of this country well and you know it's always done something for the government when it was there's a the world service and it has a monitoring station and stuff so it's always been a little bit that way but at the moment it has gone full-blown state-operated propaganda machine basically and so when i say glorious leader It is just that. I'm waiting for somebody on the BBC to actually say glorious leader Boris Johnson. Because I think that's the the only thing we're waiting for now to to actually see that the BBC is really, you know, it is is so biased and it is so working towards to re-elect a Conservative government because David Cameron put a lot of Conservative people into the BBC to run it. So that it, it would always be, they could always put the pressure on the BBC to get their message across. And there's this, this debacle now about the about um, Boris Johnson not going on the Andrew Neil show to um, to be interrogated by him, even though Nicola Sturgeon and Jeremy Corbyn were both on on his show. They were that Jeremy Corbyn and the Labour Party were were told unequivocally by the BBC that they had they will be interviewing all the party leaders Boris Johnson would be one of those and so they agreed to the Andrew Neil show and I'm sure Stur- Nicola Sturgeon agreed to it on that basis as well and what do we find Boris Johnson will not go on the Andrew O'Neill show but all of a sudden is going on the Marshall show on Sunday. So the Andrew and Marshall show this coming Sunday on BBC One will have an interview with Boris Johnson. And yet, and the BBC's allowed that because the, this, the original statement was that if you're not prepared to go on the Andrew O'Neill show, you, we're not going to put you on the Andrew Marshall, show. And yet again, the BBC has caved into this. The BBC should have turned around and say, this is the agreement, if you don't follow that agreement, you're not going to go on any BBC show. And empty chair him, like Channel 4 did, on the environmental debates last Friday. They empty chaired him. They And they empty chaired Nigel Farage as well. So Boris and Nigel both got empty chaired. And that's the right way of doing it. Channel 4 stuck up to for themselves. And immediately after they they did that, the conservative machine came, geared up and said, oh, because you've done this, we're going to have a look at your your, uh, public charter commitments. Threatening a broadcaster, that's the type of people we're dealing with here. They threaten people when they don't get what they want. Do you actually want a government that threatens people? So I don't. And I think this this goes to the heart of our democracy. And whether you are a Labour voter, a Conservative voter, a Lib Dem voter, a Green voter, whether you vote for the Brexit party or whichever party you vote for, we have to stand together here and we have to... There's only two choices in this election. People might say different, but there's only two choices. And that's either a Conservative government or a Labour government. Anything else is just pie in the sky. Anything else is just pie in the sky. So I'm asking anyone who currently votes for any other party but Labour to give Labour your vote on the 12th of December. Because if you don't, we're going to be in a very, very dark place with this government led by Boris Johnson. Our NHS will be up for sale. Everything will be for sale. And we'll have five more years of austerity because this joker will not keep his promises. You cannot trust Boris Johnson. It's as simple and straightforward as that. And so I'm asking for, 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 no matter who you voted for last last time, there's only one other party that can get into power, and that's the Labour Party. And I urge you, if you think good of this country and you want the best for this country... Vote Labour on the 12th of December.